Hey, Reach Paramount, welcome to our podcast. Hey, this message is from our Sunday morning service with Pastor Omar Lopez in a message entitled, Reach Onward. Enjoy this message. Praise the Lord. You can be seated this morning. We we still are uh, just grateful that you're here today. And I, I sent the Holy Spirit. I said, I sent the Holy Spirit in the house today. You know, we can't do anything without the Holy Spirit. Otherwise, it's just a social club. It's just another gathering. But what makes the difference is the presence of God is in the house today. And so why don't you turn to your neighbor and say, you're in the right place at the right time right now. And so we appreciate all of you being here this morning. And uh, we're in our last message today on reach. And we, we want to talk about reach onward. Say onward. And the great thing, great gift that God gives all of us this morning is God makes us realize many times when we need to move forward. There are times where we need to wait. There are times where we just uh, need to get direction. But there are other moments where God says, you need to move on. You need to move onward. Otherwise, if we don't move onward, we become stuck. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to be stuck. And there's times in the people of God, the children of Israel, where God told them, you need to move onward, where they got stuck, where they didn't want to go forward any longer. And there's many reasons why we come in life where things stop us from moving forward, where we don't feel like we can go onward. And there are moments in life where spiritually we get stuck in a rut. And we've been talking about reach our whole series has been reached. Uh, first message, I talked about reaching upward. And we were talking about how don't be uh, wavering between two opinions. Put God first. Reach upward. And then uh, last week, I, I was talking about reaching. What was it? Reaching in love or reaching outward, right? God reached out to us. And now we reach out to him or reach out to others in love. And actually, next week. Uh, we're going to start a new series. It's called Chambers. Now, a lot of you think, what's Chambers? We know about t- Chambers of Your Heart. The Bible says, out of the heart, the mouth speaks. So we're going to be talking about areas of your heart, things in our heart that God wants to get out, and things in our heart that God wants to get in, right? So we're going to be talking about that uh, next week. But today, I want to talk about reaching onward, uh, because so many of us this morning... Uh, we can find ourselves where we're not advancing, where uh, we've lost the courage. Maybe there's some circumstances in your life that have caused you to be weak and not want to move onward. And maybe we're staying in our past and God wants to move us into our future. So let me read a, a verse of scripture here. And then we're going to pray uh, out of Deuteronomy chapter 1. And this is God speaking to his people. And God says that right away. He says, when... Uh, when we were at Mount Sinai, the Lord our God said to us, You have stayed at this mountain long enough. It's time to break camp and move on. Tell somebody, move on, man. You got to move on. I'm giving all this land to you. He said, I'm giving you the promise. This is your inheritance. He said, go in and occupy it. It is the land the Lord swore to give you. Or to give to your ancestors Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and to all their descendants. So let's pray 
So, Father, we thank you today for the Holy Spirit. We thank you, God, for the anointing of your grace over this house. And, Lord, I pray for every individual that's sitting in this building today, whatever state of mind they are, whatever state of heart, whatever is going on in their life. Maybe there's some areas in their life that they need a breakthrough, that they need to move on. There's some things in their life right now where they're stuck. Maybe they're stuck spiritually. Maybe they're stuck in a situation. Maybe they're stuck in a problem. Uh, Maybe they're stuck in a mindset, God, and they don't see a way out. And so I pray by the Holy Spirit that there would be a a spiritual breakthrough. I pray for the anointing of your spirit as I declare the word of God, that they would hear the voice behind the voice. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, amen. Now, I don't know if some of you, I really have enjoyed having grandchildren. I know I don't want to talk about my grandchildren. Go, oh, there is grandchildren stories. But have, have you ever, or even, even your grandchildren, or even your children, uh, when they were very small, maybe they were uh, two and a half, three years old, and you're walking with them, and they're, they're walking behind you or whatever, and then all of a sudden you look back, and, uh, and they stop. And you say, what's going on? I'm stuck. I'm stuck, and you're like going, what's, what's, come on, come on, just keep going. You can come. They go, no, I'm, I'm stuck. You know, and they're looking, and you're saying, what do they, what do you mean they're stuck? You know, like they can't move, you know. And then you find out there's like a little ant trail, and they don't want to step over it, right? Or they could be like a crack in the sidewalk, and, and they don't want to step over the gap, you know, so they're stuck. And you, and you realize they're not stuck. They just stopped. And something distracted them. Something got their attention. And because they got their attention, they feel like they can't move on. They feel like they can't go. And they can't step over that. And that's many of us today. You're not stuck. You stopped. You stopped moving forward for whatever reason. Maybe you stopped moving forward. Again, there's some things in your path. There's some things in your life. There's been a disappointment. And you're not stuck. You stop moving. Maybe something else got your attention. Maybe you got distracted by some problem or some issue in your life. And, and uh, maybe someone hurt you. Maybe someone did something wrong with, to you. And so therefore you feel like you're stuck. And, and maybe you got some bad news and you feel like, I can't move on. I can't go onward. And let me ask you a question. What's stopping you right now? What is stopping you right now? What's keeping you from moving forward? What's keeping you from moving onward? What's keeping you from surrendering everything to God? What's keeping you from saying, you know what? I'm, I'm going to go all in. I'm going to do the will of God. What's stopping you today? And so there's a story here in the book of Numbers. In fact, uh, the book of Numbers chapter 13 and 14 a great story. Most of us probably don't read those chapters, but some, some great spiritual truth when it comes to the book of Numbers, chapter 13 and 14. It talks about the people of Israel. And I'll just give you a bit of background. I don't, I'm not going to read all the chapter, but I want to give you a bit of background because I believe these chapters apply to us. They really do. They apply to your life. And if you'll take the time to read them, you'll take the time to read the story, you'll find 
how much it, re it really applies to your life. Now, just to give you a bit of background, Moses had led the people of Israel out of Egypt. Most of us know the story. They've been in bondage for 400 years, and finally they, uh, God raised up a deliverer by the name of Moses, uh, and the people of God are free. They are now crossing. They've crossed through the Red Sea. They're now crossing through the desert. They've been traveling now for two years, not 40 years. It's only been two years. And they come to Mount Sinai. And this is where uh, the mountain where God had or where Moses has had an encounter with God. And God speaks to them. And said, you need to break camp now. You need to move on from here. You've been at this mountain long enough. And it's now time for you to cross the Jordan River into the promised land. How many know God has the promised land for you? Can I just say this? There's some promises that have been spoken over your life. And you've not moved on them at all. There's some promises God has placed in your life, whether it's been through prayer, whether it's been through a prophetic word, whether it's been through a conviction of God that God has promised you and you're still on this side of the Jordan and God wants you to cross over. And so here they are. God is wanting them to cross over to the promised land. And before they do that, Moses sends out some spies, 12 spies to go check out the land. Go check out what's on this other side. In other words, uh, they're to spy out this land. They're to do a reconnaissance. They kind of just check it out. Give us a, a preview of what's happening. Uh, give us a preview of what's there. What do we expect? What are, what's on the other side of this Jordan? And so these 12 spies go over to the Jordan, they, they cross over to this land and they begin to spy it out. They begin to check it out. And when they come back, they give a report of the, uh, they give, they give a news report of what's happening. And if you know the story, the scripture says they come back with a mixed report. And it's incredible because the Bible said that God had given them the promised land. And so there's two guys by the name of Joshua and Caleb. If you've ever read the story, they said, we can take the land. We can take the promised land. They're excited. Let's do this. These two guys, there's 12 spies, two of them, uh, Joshua and Caleb, they're excited. Most of us remember Joshua and Caleb. We don't remember the 10 other spies. We usually remember people of faith. And then the 10 other spies, you know what they say? They say, it is indeed true that the land is, feel, is, is filled with milk and honey. But, they say, but, say but. but. There's the but in everybody's life, right? There's the but that we need to get around. There's the but that causes problems in our lives, right? There's this but because but, they say, there are people there. And uh, they are great people. And so now they're talking about the, the uh, fear has filled their eyes. Fear has gotten a hold of them. And now they, they come back and they say, you know, we can't do it. Now I want to read Numbers chapter 13, verse 1. When Moses gave them the instruction to go across, it said, Then Moses sent them to explore Canaan. And he said, go up through Negev and all into the hill country. See what the land is like, whether the people who live there are strong or weak, few or many. 
What kind of land do they live in? Is it good or bad? What kind of town do they live in? Are they unwalled or fortified? How is the soil? Is it fertile or poor? Are there trees in it or not? Do your best to bring back some of the fruit of the land. And it emphasizes it was the season for the first ripe grapes. So in other words, again, Moses is saying, bring back a sneak preview of what we're fighting for. I want these people to get an understanding of why we need to go into the promised land and let them know. In fact, in fact bring back some fruit and so that the people could see it. Now, you notice what Moses does not command them to do. He never asked them whether to measure how strong we, we were against them. Are you listening to me? He, he never told them, uh, 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 you know what, size up yourself. He was telling them, size up the situation, don't size up yourself. Many times what happens is we evaluate something, we look at a situation, but uh, we size up ourselves rather than the situation. Moses was not giving them instruction to size up themselves, but to size up the situation because God knows the minute we begin to size up ourselves against a situation, the minute we do that, we're going to retreat into fear and then we're going to exaggerate the difficulties. The enemy loves to exaggerate the problems. Somebody say amen. You guys are looking at me like I'm crazy. You know, we, we sized up our situation, but not size up ourselves. See, this is why it's so important that we magnify God. When, when we talk about magnifying God, it's not about talking, getting a magnifying glass and making him bigger. It's about making God bigger in you. It's about magnifying the little Bible talks about magnifying God. It's not about making God bigger because God is big, but he's saying as you get, make God closer in your life, he becomes bigger in you. And so we're supposed to size up the situation, not size up ourselves, because we'll tend to begin to emphasize our weakness when we size up ourselves. We'll begin to emphasize our lack of strength. And so what happens, listen to me. The report you believe will determine the future you experience. Let me say that again. The report that you believe, again, will determine the experience or will determine your future. So you need to understand this morning, it's not the news you receive, it's the report you believe. Did you hear that? It's not the news you believe, but it's the report you believe that will determine your future. Now, I'm going to emphasize that many of you may not understand that. We may be uh, getting the same news about something, but there may be a different report about something. Twelve spies were bringing back news about the land, but there were two different reports about what was going on. Same news different story how many of you have ever seen that where you get the same news but you get a different headline i'm going to give you an example why don't you show that picture so here there was a crane that uh that broke down and so the first one of the headlines was winds may have had may have weakened the crane well man okay but then somebody else put another spin operator in the crane wreck had the history of drug abuse same news 
Different story. Same news. We're still reporting that there was a crane accident, but one of them is talking about the winds. The other one got personal, talking about this guy's drug history. See what I'm saying? Same news, different report. You can take that down. So this is exactly what's happening with the children of Israel. They're getting the same news, but they're getting a different report. And what happens with you and I is we immediately begin to exaggerate the difficulties. The Bible said that these 10 spies said, you know what? The land is awesome. It's everything God promised. It's all of these things. But remember that but will get in the way. They go, but the people there are a lot larger than are, than we are, and they begin to look at themselves much smaller and much weaker. Because the enemy will get us to exaggerate the problem, and it can be even small criticism. How many times in you in life, somebody criticizes you, and you begin to exaggerate the problem? You say, well, must, everybody must think that about me. Man, I do have a problem. Oh, my gosh. How could I even go in public? I shouldn't even say anything. I should just keep my head down. See how the, it, the, it, it begins to grow in proportion. The Bible says in Numbers 13, verse 27, it said, it's a magnificent land, they said. These negative spies. But the people living there are powerful. And their cities are fortified and large. What's more, we saw Anakim giants there. Now, Anakin Giants have to do with Skywalker, and no, I'm, that's not true. I, I'm just, that's another story. So these spies are saying, look at man, these, the giants are there. And some, that's a Star Wars thing for some of you that are not familiar with that. I was trying to be funny, but it, it, so anyway, so the Bible said that these spies, these ten spies are, are saying that, man, uh, these, there are giants there, these people. In fact, they even go on to say in Numbers 13, uh, they say they crush us. The majority report said they'll crush us. In other words, that word means they'll eat us alive. They're saying these particular giants uh, are so big that they'll crush us. They're like cannibals. They're like tyrants. They'll eat us alive. These guys, man, that fear had feared their, uh, filled their eyes instead of faith that they were saying that these big giants and we were just little small people and they'll eat us. They're going to eat. And he goes, in fact, we were hearing them sing. Israel for breakfast, Israel for lunch, Israel for dinner. Crunch, 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 crunch. Ooh, ooh so good. <laughs> they heard that. So they're coming back and they're filled with fear. They're intimidated. They just can't believe it. We're, they, they'll crush us. See, how many of us know that, we, that, that most people listen to the minority? Not true. We listen to the majority. See, the minority with Jacob or Joshua and Caleb... But the majority were worriers and negative. Most of the time, we will listen to the majority. What does the majority think? What does the majority of worriers think? What does the majority of negative people think? And what happens is negative reports become contagious. One person gets negative, another person gets negative, and all, all of a sudden, it begins to spread around. And before we know it, we have a negative attitude. Now, here's the ironic thing. If you read the story and you read when they finally do cross 38 years later, 
40 years, you'll know that they wandered in the desert. Finally, after they do go and possess the land, do you realize when they went in to possess the land, they found out later that these giants had been worried all this time about them. They said, man, we were in panic. In fact, we were going to give up because we heard what your God did. We heard that he delivered you out of Israel. Man, our hearts were sinking. So they were worried about the giants when the giants were worried about them. When they were in fear of them. Do you realize sometimes that we're afraid of the situation when actuality the situation is afraid of you. We're afraid of the enemy when the enemy is afraid of you. Now, some of you didn't catch that, but you'll get it as we go. Hallelujah. And so this is what happened in verse 23. It says, when they reached the valley of Ishkal, they cut off a branch bearing a single cluster of grapes. Now, it was just a single cluster. Okay, I've been to the places where you get big grapes. I mean, I've never seen big grapes. But it says, one single cluster, two of them carried it on a pole. Though there's some big grapes. I said, though there's some big grapes right there. I was going to say, tell your neighbor you got big grapes, but that doesn't fit. That doesn't, that wouldn't go. Not appropriate. Big grapes, what do you mean? What is that? So, I got big grapes. That doesn't work either. So, they had these big grapes, and two of them carried it on a pole between them, along with some pomegranates and figs. So here, I mean, these things are heavy. These things are large. These things, I mean, they're bringing back the fruit uh, of all of the stuff. I mean, of the fruit to show the people, listen, uh, this is the promised land. This is what God's going to give us. Uh, We need to move onward. We need to reach onward. Uh, We need to move forward and take possession. Uh, This is the fruit. Uh, This is the promise that God gives you. Look at, you can touch it. You can eat it. Here it is. It's so big uh, and you can carry it. Man, it's so big. At the end, as they came back and they gave this report, and they report, and they showed them the grapes, they showed them the blessing, they gave the account. Here's what I want you to think about the grapes represent reality. Say reality. I think we're safe to say that. Reality, right? The grapes represent reality. That's what God was giving them. But the next thing they, that they do is two things. Uh, what happens is they get a perception of reality. In other words, they say, well, these grapes are reality. But man, if we go in there, we're going we're gonna to get eaten up. If we go, they get a perception. See, there's two reports that are given. One is reality of the grapes. The second is the perception of these giants eating you up. Most of us this morning, we don't live in reality. We live in perception. Most of you are not experiencing life in reality. You're experiencing life in perception. What you perceive is happening in your life. What you perceive, what might happen. What you perceive, what's going to happen next. What you perceive, what you're hearing on the news. You're living by perception, not reality. And I'm preaching better than you clapping here today. But what, what, what you perceive is not always accurate. And what you perceive many times is what you receive. 
And a lot of times what we're perceiving is based on our past experience. So where our perception becomes our reality, which is not the right experience, because think about this. They're carrying grapes. They see the grapes. That's the reality. They see the fruit. They see the pomegranate. They see all of these things, but but they're worried what? About giants. They're worried about this perception of what the giants might do to them and how the giants might destroy them. And we know with the perception because later on we find out the giants were worried about them. So that wasn't even a reality. The giants weren't even a problem. The giants were afraid like, man, I hope they don't come over. Man, we're, gonna, we're ready to surrender. You read the Bible. They were ready to surrender, the people of Israel. They were ready to throw, man, here it is, man, I surrender. But they, the perception was that the giants were larger. The giants were going to destroy them. They weren't living by reality. They were living by perception. That's a lot of God's people today. You have a perception about things. This is why you won't get a miracle of God. This is why you won't get a touch of God. You're living by a perception. Many of us have wrong perceptions of God. We have wrong perceptions of church. You have wrong perceptions of things that are happening in your life. You have a wrong perception. This is why you're hindered. This is why you won't move forward. Your perception says, well, this is, I know what's really going on. No, no, that's your perception. You don't know what's going on. You have no idea what's going on. We, we can come into the church and start looking around. I know what's going on here. You have no idea. You're having a clue in your life. You're having a clue. You're, you're not living in reality. You're living in perception. You'll never experience true reality if you continue to live by your perception. We're experiencing life through our perception, not our reality. These 12 spies, again, two of them had re- realistic report. The other 10 had a perception report. See, I have found in life that there's always a 10 to 2 ratio that's hindering your walk with God. There's always 10 negative things in your life that are telling you it can't be done, that you can't do it. Are you hearing me? 10 spies came back saying, you know what? Uh, we, we can't take uh, they, they talk, 10 spies came back talking about uh, a giant, but two spies came back talking about the grapes. 10 spies came back talking about the problems, and two spies came back talking about the promises. So there's always a 10 to 2 ratio that says it can't happen, it can't be done, it's not going to happen. And let me just ask you this about the spies, but about the spies in your mind right now that are hindering you from God, that are hindering what God can do in your life, that are hindering you from fulfilling the will of God in your life. I, I can preach, I can talk about things, but there's a dream inside of you, that the call of God inside of you. Are you going to listen to the 10 spies or the two spies this morning? When I look in the word of God, the Bible says that God's blessing is on my life, that the favor of God's on my life. You know, one day I'm just going to talk about favor. Did you know, realize that God favors you, that there's a favor of God on your life? We, we got to believe God for favor. I'm I, I t- telling my son, but we just believe God. He says, Dad, it can't be done. We're just going to make a call. We're going to find out. We're going to go down there. We're going to see. 
I think I shared this story before. We, I was trying to return a watch. It was a, a watch. It was like somebody had given me, and, and I didn't like it. I'm just going to be honest. I didn't like it. This didn't, it's a nice watch, but, this, but I didn't like the style. I liked the, the brand. I didn't like the style, and, and uh, it, it just, I, I can't get into all of it, but I went to return it. And when I went to return it, my, I took my son with me. He goes, I, I don't know if they'll take it back. It's a year old. I go, it's got the price tag. I got everything on here. So I went back and I went to the store and, and they go, oh, no, you know, we can only replace it with the exact watch. And so, you know, all of a sudden I'm saying, well, what, what else do you have? Maybe one of these watches. And I'm talking to the person and the whole thing. Before you know it, she said, you, you can pick any of the watches here that you want. My son looking at me, she goes, she just said you couldn't do any of this stuff. <laughs> I can have any of these watches. Yeah, you so I'll take that one. Okay. And she said, matter of fact, you have a balance because those watches are cheaper than the watch you got. So she goes, you have a balance. So she goes, you know, you got a credit of like $15. I said, well, you know, I'll take a shirt off that rack there. So I walked out with a shirt and a watch. And as we're walking back to the car, my son said, what just happened? I said, the favor of God. That's what happened. Favor of God. God can do that. So you're going to live in your perception or you're going to live in your reality. So the Bible says that Caleb silenced the people. See, sometimes you just need to shut up and listen to God. He silenced them and he tells them, listen, we're to take the land. We can go in right now and take it. We can go in right now and possess this land. Let's go. In fact, they say, let's go in immediately. They quiet the people like, don't listen to this report. Don't, don't listen to this report. I'm telling you right now, here's the fruit. This is reality. God's with us. Who's bigger than God, bigger than any giant? He said, let's go do this right now. He silenced the people and trying to get them to get into reality, not into their perception. Now, let me clear something up. The news is not the report. The news is what happened, but the report is what you make of what happens. A lot of us, we get news, but what are you making about that news? It can even be bad news. You know, here, here, here let, me just, let me be realistic. You ever get news where, they, where somebody's sick and they go, they have a 50-50 chance, and you're just like, oh, my God, it's terrible. They said 50-50. They're the 50% chance that they're going to do. What are you focusing on the negative 50%, right? So it's not the news. It's what you make of the news, right? Uh, and that's how we handle it. That's how we, we, the headline creates something in your mind, and it creates an, a narrative. I can talk about the news right now that's going on, Right? It's how you interpret what's going on. The report is your interpretation of the issue. How do you interpret that news? What report are you going to believe? I don't know about you. Whose report will you believe? I'm going to believe the report of the Lord. That's the report that I'm going to believe. It's not the news you, you received today. It's the news you believe or the report that you believe. The report is the interpretation so I like the kind of faith that Caleb has. It's a giant, big faith in God, not in the grapes. Can you say amen? 
He's saying God is bigger than all of these problems. God is bigger than all of these issues. God is bigger. At no point did God tell them, I want you to measure yourselves against them. He said, I want you to measure the situation. Don't measure yourself. When you start measuring yourself, well, we're nothing. But greater is he that's in you than he that is in the world. God's in you. Did you forget about that? God's given you the authority. God's given you the power to pray. God's given you the power to use the word of God over situations in your life. There are promises of God that are real. If there's any promises I believe, I believe in the promises of God. I believe in the promises of heaven. See, when we begin to exaggerate the problems, we underestimate our own abilities. Here's what they said, Numbers 33, verse 13. We seem like grasshoppers in our own eyes. Now, they're talking about these giants. They said, we seem like grasshoppers. And uh, what do they call that, chapulín in Spanish? A little chapulín. You're just a little chapulín, amen. And we look, and we look the same way to them. In other words, uh, we look like grasshoppers in our own eyes, and that's the way they saw us. How did they know that? Did they ask them? Did they talk to anybody? Say, hey, do we look like grasshoppers to you? Hey, are we like grasshoppers? Did they have conversations with people? No, that was their perception, not their reality. Their perception of themselves was grasshoppers. So therefore, they thought everybody else looked at them as grasshopper. I don't know why I'm thinking of, of Kung Fu, grasshopper. Anyway, that's a whole, I'm getting to a whole different thing. So some of you are thinking, what's Kung Fu? You have to watch it back in the 70s. But anyway, they're saying we're just a bunch of bugs. We're just bugs in their eyes. We're just little insects in the eyes of these giants. We're just small little insects that are going to be eaten up, chocolate grasshoppers. Uh, they're going to eat us up, uh, and, and they're going to cook us and fry us, uh, and we're little grasshoppers in their eyes. See, what were they doing is they were projecting something. They were projecting fear on the people. We tend to allow people to project fear on us. 400 years of slavery, God had set them free out of the most powerful nation of the world, out of Egypt. God has set them free. They walked through the Red Sea. Are you hearing me? A, a cloud by day, a pillar of fire by night, God leading them and their concern about these giants. God's giving you power. God's giving you ability. God's giving you promises. We need to stop here a minute and say, wait, hold on a second. Am I going to allow these things? Am I going to allow people to put me down? I'm going to allow situations and news to, to tear me up. I'm going to believe the word of the Lord. I said, I'm going to believe the report of the Lord. And so what happens when they begin to believe the report of, uh, of these spies? The Bible says in Numbers 14, 1, then all the people began weeping aloud and carried on all night. A bunch of chiones, man. That's what happens when we believe the perception rather than the report of the Lord. And you know, here's the tragedy in all, all of this. They never moved onward to cross into the promised land. In fact, because of their crying, their lack of faith, the Bible said that 40 years they stood in the desert. That, that generation had to die off. Their faith died in the desert. Not in the promises. 
I don't want my faith to die in the desert. I wanted to die. I wanted to move on in the promises of God. Can you say amen? I, I, I want to be able to hold on to that legacy and say, God, you're with me throughout all my lifetime. So 40 years, this, this, this particular generation died off in, in, in the desert and never crossed into the promised land, never went onward, never reached onward to the promises of God. They missed what God had. Friend, let's believe the promises of God. Let's believe the report of the Lord. Let's move on in the promises of God. God has so many things for some of you in this house today. It, 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 it's almost pathetic how much God wants to bless you. But you're, you're not positioning yourself for the blessing. You're stuck. And all it is is just a little trail of ants. All it is is a little crack in the sidewalk. And God said, if you just cross over... You're not stuck. You, you just stop moving. You're not stuck in your walk with God. You stop moving forward and claiming the promises of God for your life and your family. There's a point in life that you need to move forward. There's a point in life you need to stop reminiscing in the past. Hey, you stop trying to live in the past, man. The past is over. In fact, the past keeps us in the past. Am I right? The past keeps us backwards. The past keeps us in the desert, not in the promises of God. I, I thank God for the past. I thank God for great things in the past. I thank God for what I learned in the past, but I'm not living in the past. I'm living in God's future for my life. I'm living in God's promises for my life. There may, there may be some things that have happened in your past where you've been hurt, where you've made mistakes, where th things you did, you failed at some things, you've you, uh, people did you wrong, all of those things. All of us have all of those things in our life. We can live there and be bitter there, or we can be better and begin to claim the promises of God. Cross forward, go forward, reach onward. Church, if I can just tell you, move on. I know it's not simple. I know it, 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 it's not without a struggle, but I'm telling you with the power of God, you can do it. I'll say it in Spanish. Si se puede. You can do it. You can move forward, right? You can move forward. Reach forward for what God has for you. Let's pray right now. So, Father, we thank you for the word of God. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for the promises of heaven. Lord, your promises never fail. God, the world promises will fail us. The world statements will fail us. Even, even the news and the bad reports, God, if not the news we receive, it's the report that we believe. So, God, we believe your report. We believe blessing. We believe healing. We believe miracles. We believe, God, that you can change anything, that any circumstance. We're not going to size up ourselves, God. We're going to size up the situation, but we're not going to size up ourselves. Because, God, you're bigger than every circumstance. You're bigger than every problem. God, I pray today that the people of God would just begin to raise their level of faith and believe you. That you can do miracles in families. You can do miracles in individuals. You can change things around in a second. In a fraction of a second, things can change. God, you can change circumstances. God, I pray today that you'll get people here. God, that you'll lift their spirit. That you'll empower the people of God in this house. That they'll begin to believe you, God. That it's not me. It's not my faith. They have the same faith. All they have to do is put that faith in you. 
God, we're not going to put our faith in the news. We're not going to put our faith in people. We're not going to put our faith in the circumstances. We're going to put our faith in a big God. You're big. You're bigger, God. You're larger than anything going on in our life today. God, we, we don't care what the world is saying. We don't care what the news is saying. God, we're going to believe the report of the Lord. We're going to believe your word today. So, Father, reach across this building right now. Perhaps you're in this building right now. Someone brought you here and it's your first time or maybe you've been here before. Can I tell you something? There is a God in heaven that cares about you, that loves you. That there are promises today that he makes that if you'll come to him, he will in no wise cast you out. That there's a God in heaven that loves you. That's a promise. God is love. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. He loves you so much. He cares about you. You matter to God. I don't care what the world told you. I don't, I don't care what people have told you. You are important to God. God loves you and you're important to him today. And today, if you'll just reach out to him, he'll reach out to you. In fact, he is reaching out to you today. All you have to do is reach back out to him. He's been trying to reach you for years. He's been trying to reach you for years. He's been waiting you to reach out to him. And today, if you'll reach out to him, friend, I'll tell you, you'll feel his presence. He's real. That's reality. I don't care what perception says. I don't care what you perceive. That's not reality. Reality is there's a God in heaven that knows your name. He knows everything about you, cares about you. Here's the reality. Jesus loved you so much, he was willing to die on the cross for you and give his life. That's reality. Who do you know that loves you that much that would die for you? Jesus gave his life on the cross today so you could be saved. That's reality. So if you're in this room right now, you say, Pastor, I need the Lord in my life. I need Jesus. I need God in my life today. I want you to just raise your hand real quick and put it right back down all over this room right now. You say, Pastor, that's me over here on this side. God bless you. Who else this morning? You're not alone. Several people raising their hand. Anybody else? You say, you know what, Pastor? I need God in my life. Today's your day. You've had a perception about God. You had a perception about church, but you don't have a realistic you don't have reality today. God loves you. We're just simple people, friend. We're not, nothing special about us. It's, it's him in us that makes us special. He's special in us today. All you need is the Lord in your life today. He'll change your life. You're, you're looking for answers. I'm going to tell you today, the answer is Jesus today. The answer is Jesus. That's who you're looking for. If there anyone else right now said, Pastor, that's me. I need the Lord in my life today. I need God in my life right now. Raise your hand. Raise your hand if you haven't raised it up already. I don't want you to miss this moment. Maybe at one time you were walking with God, but you're away from God. You need to come back to the Lord. Rededicate your life to him. Raise your hand right now. Say, Pastor, that's me. I, I, need, to, I need to rededicate my life to the Lord right now. Raise your hand right now. Raise your hand that's me that's me we want to pray with you if you raise your hand look up at me real quick somebody raise their hand over here on the right raise your hand god, god bless you brother amen anybody else this morning if you raise your hand look up at me real quick if you raise your hand would you just stand to your feet with me and just just come right down here and just meet me right down here come somebody come with them you can face me anybody else need somebody to come with this gentleman god bless you man how you doing brother 
Amen. What's your name? Jonathan. I'm going to pray with you, Jonathan. And um, you can face me, Jonathan. Anybody else? Anybody else? Anybody else? We're, we're just here to pray with you. Anybody else? You say, that's me. I need, I need to come. I need to come forward. Maybe you raise your hand. You didn't raise your hand. But you say, you know what? I need some prayer this morning. Why don't we all pray right now? I'm going to pray with you, Jonathan. Lead you in a prayer. Say this prayer to the Lord. Don't say it to me. I'll give you the words, okay? Say this prayer. Say, Lord Jesus. Say it out loud. Lord Jesus, I believe you died for me and you rose again. I ask you, Lord, to come in my heart to forgive me of all my sins. Change my life. Make me a new person. From this day forward, I will serve you in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's pray for him. Father, we thank you for Jonathan today. We thank you for every person in this building. So I pray today that, Lord, as we're praying for him, God, that you'll help him, that you'll give him strength today, Lord. Help him, God, today to serve you. Continue to pray right now, and we thank you. Why don't we stand together, all of us this morning, as we pray and we worship this morning. We're going to worship today for just a moment. But I, I want to believe the promises of God over your life today. So many of you today, you need to believe the report of the Lord over your life. There's so many, so much bad news. It's not the news you receive, it's the report that you believe this morning. And so why don't you lead us in worship here and, and, and worship God this morning as we lift up the name of Jesus this morning. Come on. Thanks so much for listening to this message from Reach Church Paramount. To stay connected with us, follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Reach Paramount. To give and support this podcast and ministry, visit our website at reachparamount.com slash give.